Hello. You're listening to a podcast brought to you by Booper Global in association with the School of Life. And now, on with the podcast. In 1851, Ralph Waldo Emerson gave a eulogy for his friend and fellow writer Henry David Thoreau. Emerson admired Thoreau very much, but his friend had something of a reputation for being very independent and self-determined. So, as well as praising him, Emerson decided to offer a, shall we say, gentle critique at the same time. He declared, Had his genius been only contemplative, he would have been fitted to his life. But with his energy and practical ability, he seemed born for great enterprise and for command. And I so much regret the loss of his rare powers of action, that I cannot help counting it a fault in him that he had no ambition. Now first, this seems a little puzzling. After all, Thoreau was a great writer and thinker. His works have had a lasting influence on American culture. But Emerson's friendly criticism, his claim that he had no ambition, makes more sense if we recognise that Emerson was trying to distinguish between two different types of ambition, what we might term the other-focused and the self-focused. Other-focused ambition is the desire to be successful in the eyes of others. It means adapting oneself profoundly and energetically to the expectations and demands of others. Of course, the rewards can be great and very pleasing. But in a curious sense, they can never be enough, because the demands of others are always moving. Get ten things right, and they now want eleven. Solve one problem, and they want you to solve another. And the better things go, ironically, the harder it is to please others. No one becomes a prime minister or a CEO without facing strenuous and partly correct critics. Which is to say that even the most astonishingly successful individuals encounter many people who are profoundly disappointed by their actions and decisions. The truth of this is relevant no matter our station in life. If we always seek to please, we'll make ourselves ill, because we're essentially asking ourselves to do the impossible, to please everyone all the time. In order to manage our other-focused ambitions, we have to grasp where this ambition comes from. The desire to please and impress typically begins in early childhood, when we get used to the praise and congratulations of our parents and teachers. Their happiness makes us feel happy and feel good about ourselves. So we start to seek their approval more and more. As we get older, we tend to transfer these motivations into the workplace, hoping to impress our supervisors as if they were surrogate parents. And since our performance is assessed rather frequently in a work environment, positive feedback can begin to feel very important for our self-esteem. Of course, this is very normal behaviour, but taken too far, it can also come at a cost to our mental health. If our sense of achievement is too tied up with other people's assessments of what we've done, we may end up feeling like a failure every time our individual ambitions are thwarted, or every time other people fail to acknowledge our work. Often, these feelings of failure and self-doubt only reinforce a sense of need for those public milestones and acknowledgements. 
Research suggests that high achievers are much more likely to suffer from depression as a result of their punishingly high standards. It stands to reason that if you only feel as good as your latest success, life can easily become very exhausting, a constant battle to win and succeed. It's no wonder that the stress of worrying so much about our status and the opinion of others can be very damaging for our sense of personal well-being. In these instances, the second kind of ambition, the self-focused kind, takes on greater significance. This is the very serious and important undertaking of pleasing oneself. It can sound selfish, almost a justification for greed and self-aggrandizing ambitions, but it isn't really. Being the best version of oneself will, along the way, be very nice for other people. It's the ambition to be a more rounded, more passionate and essentially healthier person. Someone who feels contented because they have a very clear sense of what they want to achieve and what they care about. Ultimately, of course, both ambitions are important. We live for others as well as for ourselves. We need to shine to some extent in the eyes of others and in our own eyes. An ideal balance between these two kinds of ambition can be hard to find, and perhaps very few people ever do locate this existential sweet spot. However, we can, still imperfectly, move towards it. A good role model in this respect, someone who managed to balance both forms of ambition, might be Aristides, an ancient Athenian statesman commonly known as Aristides the Just. His abilities as a leader meant that he became a prominent politician, a career that has everything to do with public approval, and yet he never compromised that self-determined sense of right and wrong which made him known popularly for being just. At a pivotal moment in his career, he came into conflict with another politician called Themistocles. Themistocles believed that Athens had to build up its navy, building more ships and training more seafaring soldiers, in case of an attack from their enemies in Persia. Aristides, however, was entirely opposed to this plan, arguing against such a use for public money. The two politicians both campaigned fiercely to win support and affection from the Athenian population, and their rivalry was so profound that it led to a referendum. In order to find out who the public endorsed, everyone was asked to vote on who they thought should be forced not just out of politics, but into exile, banished from Athens itself. Whilst this ballot was taking place, an illiterate voter approached Aristides, not recognising who he was, and asked the politician to write down his chosen candidate for exile. The name he wanted written down was Aristides. When Aristides asked the illiterate man if he had been wronged by this politician, the man replied, No, and I do not even know him, but it irritates me to hear him everywhere called the just. After pausing to think about this, Aristides complied and wrote down his own name. Ultimately, he lost the referendum. It's nice to think that Aristides had a happy retirement. He didn't sacrifice other-focused ambition too much to his self-focused longings. 
he knew where to draw the line, and his story dramatizes a universal issue. At what point is it wise to let one kind of ambition slip a little in order to be loyal to the other kind? It's a question we all face in one form or another. It's tempting to think that our personal success is determined by our job title or how much praise we've received from someone else. But the reality is that good, healthy ambition can balance a personal sense of achievement alongside the expectations of others. Just as Emerson thought Thoreau could have benefited from seeking greater attention and approval from others, we sometimes can benefit from focusing more closely on our inner motivations. It's important to recognise that there's nothing wrong with being motivated by the pride of your spouse or parents. It's only natural to want a promotion so that you can move your family into a larger home, or perhaps buy them more extravagant birthday presents. However, external motivations like these can still be aligned with those personal ones which are independently satisfying. It might often be wise to seek financial security rather than live with the precariousness which some dream jobs can entail. But it's not absolutely one or the other. It's still possible to work within an organisation towards initiatives that engage your personal ambitions and passions. You might champion a local volunteering day to tap into some of your desire to give back, or you could create a blog to promote the work you and your colleagues do that's really well-written and imaginative, so as to make use of particular creative drives. A perfect balance is always elusive, but a decent compromise, which acknowledges your inner ambitions and gives them some scope, can give you a more rounded and fulfilled emotional life to match the practical satisfactions of stable achievement. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit boopaglobal.com.